0: beautiful welcome back to another episode of life lessons with lisa and lauren i'm lisa hi i'm lauren It's so good to have you back here. I think I've said it before, but we are just so grateful that you are joining us on our journey as we share our experiences of our life journeys with you in the hope that it might inspire you to take back control and to start living life as you and how you're meant to be and just learning from us as we sort of chew the fat and talk about the real stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But I know Lauren has something to share, as we always do, because it is just our experiences. (laughs) (laughs) I can't let it happen without
1: a disclaimer. Every time we are not here to tell you what to do, we are not here to tell you what not to do, we just want to share our experiences, our observations with you and hopefully you can pick out a few little bits that fit well with your world in the same way that we have, picked and chosen the parts of our journeys that are going to continue serving us.
0: Yeah, that's right. So just put put it all through the big sieve. It's like lumpy custard. Keep the good bits that resonate and chuck the rest out. We don't need it. But last session we chatted about who Lisa is and what she does, as in me, what I did and what my life, you know, how I've come to be in business. So today, it's our opportunity to share Lauren's story about how she became a coach or or the business that Lauren is in and how it all came to be. So I'm going to like Lauren's, she had her couple last week so I'm enjoying a cup of tea while we listen and tune into all about Lauren today. This is her show today and I'm excited, (laughs) so so excited to hear how things have turned out for her because although we've known each other for you know almost a year now, I still really don't know her whole journey so I'm excited for me to learn it but I'm also super excited for her to be able to share it with all of us all of the listeners and everyone so take it away Lauren over to you how did you get to where you are now
1: well I like to think that I don't know my whole journey yet either
0: good point <laughs> good point
1: <laughs> I've remembered most of it I think <laughs> yes I, I think that's also in... blocked out a few scary bits
0: but I think that's important isn't it that it's a journey so far, far. <laughs> so far so far so I will try and
1: simplify because that is what I like to do. But in terms of my business and how I got to be Lauren Windsor, Decluttering and Organising Coach, um, I obviously I get asked this a lot because it's a weird job title. It's not like I'm saying, you know, I'm a teacher or I'm an accountant or I'm a bricklayer or whatever. You know what those things are and how people come to be those things. Decluttering and Organising Coach I hadn't heard that phrase before. I kind of made it up because the options that I was looking at just didn't quite sit right with me. So I suppose my origin story goes a bit like this. I have always loved things to be organised. I've loved things to be colour coordinated, beautiful, clear where they belong. Like I love things to have their place, but I also liked stuff. Everything had possibility, everything had a story, everything had promise, and I loved stuff. I also had a lot of emotion in most of my belongings. My mother was an artist and she infused everything with life and story and beauty. So I had a really hard time keeping things tidy. I also got distracted pretty easily and I didn't like... um, I didn't like starting something if I didn't know I could finish it perfectly and sort of perfectionist mentality. So I was always, and I still kind of am all or nothing, you know, um, I want my room to be perfect, but I don't have all day to do it now. So those clothes are just going to go on the floor because right now I'm focused on this thing. That's where I'm focused. Um, As I... Got older, and I had my own children, still wanted things to be beautiful. And I always put a lot of time and effort into making things beautiful and giving things a proper place. I spent a lot of time organizing. I loved organizing. I, you know, everything matched or complemented each other. And but there was always something missing, there was always too much, and I couldn't figure out how to get the too muchness to look good. And a little way into my mothering journey, my own mother got really sick. And being that I was the only family nearby, I was the one left to empty out her house when she needed to move move back home to be with other family. And so it was just me. My husband took at least two weeks off work to do the parenting thing. And I spent at least 12 hours a day for two full weeks in her home clearing it out. Wow! Um, it, was, wow. it was a very difficult time. It was emotional. It was physically draining. Um, it was hard because in some ways it was like clearing out a deceased estate, but she hadn't passed and she was still going to want a lot of her stuff. So I was trying to make decisions for her and I was trying to listen to her wishes because she was still able to talk on the phone at the time and it was it was absolutely exhausting it was just so much and as I was going through things now sorry I should add this was not just an ordinary home my mum as I said she was an artist she loved stuff everything had a special meaning to her there were definitely some aspects that you could consider hoarding type issues. Um, Hoarding disorder is a very specific psychological disorder. So Mm -hmm. I did not have the information at the time to diagnose her or recommend. I I mean, I don't have the qualifications to diagnose someone, but I can't recommend her one way or the other for a diagnosis.
0: So she basically just had kept everything. She had a lot of stuff.
1: There's the tricky part. She had a lot of stuff, but it looked beautiful.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Everything looked beautiful, but there was so much. Like you could not see the walls in this house because there were bookshelves everywhere. And each bookshelf was two or three books deep and mm. high. There was no space on any bookshelf. Everything was tightly packed. Some bookshelves, now here's a metaphor for you, some bookshelves were quite literally bowing mm. with the weight of their contents
0: Mm.
1: there was a lot of stuff and every time I opened a cupboard I was confused and surprised at what was in it because it didn't make sense to me and some things that I just would not have kept that did not make sense to me she had stuff from when I was a toddler which is fine
0: Mm.
1: but like every single painting I had ever brought home forever is a lot Mm. And then, and as I'm going through all of this, you know, I'm, I'm by myself, you know, Mm. I'm trying to think of her wishes, but also kind of confused and trying to understand how these things came to be here. And then you remember, this was not the house she's lived in for forever. This wasn't like she just hasn't gotten rid of stuff. These things had been moved many times across states across the country I'm I think I counted that there was a um a set of flippers for snorkeling snorkeling flippers that would have fit me when I was nine those flippers had been moved 11 times
0: (gasps) oh wow
1: and I just I couldn't I couldn't understand that Mm. and I asked her and she said, well, my grandchildren might want them. It's like I was nine <laughs> and then they're like plastic rubber stuff and there was still sand in them
0: <gasps>
1: from the last time I used them. They're not usable anymore and your grandchildren are like one. <laughs> how how lo- she, she believed that she had everything because she needed to keep them. She Mm. wanted to keep them. They were worth keeping. She really did. And I can now look back and I can understand her reasoning, but I don't agree with it. So that's just a little snippet of how that experience was. We ended up packing a, um, we had a removalist come and take away the amount of stuff that she needed to keep, that she insisted was her bare minimum. And that was the equivalent like square meterage as when I moved my whole family of four, God. like everything we own. That's her absolutely must keep essentials when she was in like crisis mode. Mm. We had a garage sale that went to two, went to f- two full days and I literally opened the house and invited people in to buy stuff. Anything that didn't sell got donated and mm. we had – I can I've lost count now but there was like multiple car loads and a, tra- a trailer load and a truck that took stuff for donations there was a lot of stuff and it was all good
0: <laughs>
1: mm. it was mm. all good we had a skip bin that was rubbish but for the most part it was all good mm. so you could see why she kept it but it was a lot it was mm. a lot for one person and it was a lot of emotion to carry Mm. and I was feeling this emotion packing it and you know sorting it and decluttering it and everything but the thing that stood out for me was if I was feeling that emotion just dealing with the aftermath how must it have been to live with that much stuff that sort of pressure that objects can have on us and
0: I I get that I truly (laughs) understand I can feel that emotional and overwhelm and I'm sure as we talk about it it does I'm feeling I'm I'm thinking about my house that I've lived in for 20 years now and have a collection and I'm I often like this is very personal but I often get that feeling of like oh this there's just too much stuff I do not know where to start I know we don't need all of this stuff Mm -hmm. I often say things to my husband, I'm just going to get the bin and we're going to put stuff in. He's going, no, but we can't do that. We can't send that and we can't. And I'm like, oh, well, we've got too much stuff and I don't know. So I get it's
1: it. Emotional. Yes, emotional. It's heavy. It is like mm. I feel pressure on my chest thinking about it. It's heavy. And I found as I processed things and as I saw things going out, while it was stressful, and emotional there was a catharsis to Mm. letting it go and it wasn't even my stuff and I hope that she felt that too but I don't know that she was in a position to recognize that at the time and as we've discussed in previous episodes I'm not in a position to to (laughs) to allow that discussion to happen. And honestly, it doesn't matter that much to me now because that experience was vital for me to move forward. Mm-hmm. And so what happened after that stuff left, I came back to my own life. Like reality came back. Life was different, but I couldn't sit still. I was looking around my house that I have always reorganised just for the love of it. But now my house felt heavy my yeah. house felt over full and there was a lot of stuff mm. the the irony is my mum used to call me a minimalist like it was an insult <laughs> and yeah. I was not mm. but this house my house was full mm. it wasn't overcluttered. it wasn't messy but it was it was full pretty much to the standard that the average house that you know of people I know friends family it was average yeah but it felt heavy now and we actually built a three-by-three-metre shed. And in hindsight, that was largely to store the stuff that I had taken from mum's house that she wasn't going to keep but that I wanted because it had memories for me. Mm.
0: So
1: Three-by-three-metres is pretty bloody big for <laughs> stuff that I didn't actually need or, you know, really need.
0: It was really, all it, it really was, was, it, was a memory, was me. right? Sorry? All it really was was a memory, right? It yeah. Actually, had no useful purpose. in today's today's
1: life yeah Yeah. i I hold that much memory and really it was stuff that i just needed more time to process
0: yeah
1: but that is kind of the definition of clutter you know it's unprocessed right Mm. so Mm. that that was kind of my triggering point and i found that the only thing that settled me was to keep going with the decluttering
0: yeah. so I
1: moved around my house and I just kept finding things that needed to be lightened needed to release more so I went through my clothes I went through the kitchen I like I wanted more space so we got rid of some furniture like little mm. bits little bits here and there and I started reading more about organization and minimalism and decluttering and that kind of stuff and listening to podcasts and just absorbing information and every little bit just spurred this sort of fire in me Mm. that there's more to this it was so transformative to let me go through everything and the more I went through the more I released not just the physical but emotional. I started to understand how i made decisions i started to understand how i was seeing the world i started to understand why i kept things and why i held on to not just belongings but ideas and beliefs and stories and expectations and all of these things that i didn't process on their own because i had put big walls up around myself protect myself and that's a much bigger longer story but I just found such transformation in decluttering I
0: love that I love that um how you've come to be in you know I can see this is leading to to why you're doing your business but just wanted to sort of stop there and just sort of recap and go quite often and this is you've just got a bit of a personal discovery your self-development kind of situation going on and we all no we don't all but when we realize that something's got to change it typically comes from what the what the psychologists or whatever call a dark night of the soul situation where you are you're in the depth of your shit, for one of a better word, or despair, and yours was in your mum's house, doing all of that cleaning, and then coming back and making that realization that your three by three shed was actually holding a whole heap of stuff that it's was bits in the house, by the way, it's in the, the house, house, but has all this sentimental value and meaning, and realizing that oh my goodness. Something has to change, and so you've now started this beautiful journey of self-discovery by unlearning all of these things about yourself. As you went from one room to another and started to reorganize and declutter your own house, and I love like your business, your idea of this decluttering and organizing is in it is in itself a personal discovery journey it's different to mine mine's an emotion mine's different like mine's a anxiety driven from worry and fear and all of that yours has this kind of beautiful container of a decluttering and organizing situation and I love that it shows other people that I think by showing other people what you're going through and how you've got to be where you are is really helping them to resonate and see that Oh, it doesn't have to be like an emotional breakdown. It could be something like a messy house or having too much stuff. Yeah. So cool. Sorry, just needed to interrupt. No. Oh, I'm glad you see that. It's not just me. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: so I, I have found that, that, that clearing that stuff helped me to sort of open up. It cleared space in my mind. And I find now that when my mind starts to get a little bit cluttered, it starts to eke out and my physical space gets cluttered as well. Mm. And they go hand in hand. There's, it, there's no point in clearing out your bedroom or your wardrobe or your kitchen if you're not willing to at least recognise the clutter that's happening in your head because they happen simultaneously. Therefore, they need to unhappen simultaneously or it keeps happening, right? So as I sort of started to run out of clutter in my own home now that doesn't mean I don't have stuff I still have a lot of stuff but as I started to run out of like big projects to do in my Mm -hmm. own home like I was like I've done that I've done that and I've done that I started to annoy my friends (laughs) (laughs) and like I don't think it's
0: annoying definitely not annoying anytime you want to zip over to (laughs) and start work on uh an Esperance house I'm putting
1: my hand (laughs) out. Oh, well, I I will do that when when I can. (laughs) After you've decluttered everyone. else. Yeah. So, you know, friends who would mention an interest or a a bother with their clutter and be like, I can help. Let me help with that. I can help with that. And, And really, it was always on my mind. And just because I'd had such an amazing experience with making these changes for myself, you couldn't shut me up. You just couldn't. And the more I talked about it, the more people asked. Mm. And, you know, even if they weren't interested for themselves, I'd say, I know somebody who actually really needs help with that. And at the time I was working um, as a receptionist for a, a small medical practice in the area. And the doctor I worked for was notoriously late. So I had plenty of time. A large part of my job was entertaining the patients while they were waiting. (laughs) and usually that just meant chatting to people and I loved it I loved so much about that job but I loved talking to so many different people from so many different walks of life and hearing their stories and their ideas and all that kind of stuff but inevitably we would come back to clutter I don't even know how it came to that each time but it often did and I started to have patients that would intentionally come in early for their appointment because they wanted to tell me about what they'd done since we last talked about it
0: oh i love that love that. so
1: cool and then i had some patients who would ask if i would come and help them with their stuff and then ask me and i had a friend who referred me to a friend and before i knew it it was know that you do actually have to charge for this like if you're going to be spending your whole weekend helping people and they're offering to pay you you Need, you need to charge. So I started charging a little bit and it just kind of rolled from there. It got bigger. And when changes happened at my job and I thought I might need to look for another job, I started looking around. And each step of the way, I kind of had this weird sinking feel like I was being backed into a corner. Even mm-hmm. jobs that seemed really good, I felt kind of backed into a corner. But anytime I talked about my little hobby, the decluttering I lifted there was this huge change in the way I spoke the way I felt the way I thought when I was talking about helping people with
0: their clutter I can see that and I I still feel it I
1: still feel it the idea of working of looking for another job no matter how much money they want to pay me no matter how good I would be at that job it just it closes me up it felt small it felt wrong
0: it's almost a shame that we're on a podcast because i would <laughs> love, i would love for you to be able to see lauren right now like she is in her element i can see that she had her even like just that change in the conversation now she's starting to talk about why she does this cluttering decluttering business you can see her her shoulders have lifted and dropped back down her chin has lifted she's got the biggest smile on her face and she's positively glowing this is what it's like when you start to follow your intuition and do the thing that means so much to you that you're passionate about and oh my god let's go this is getting exciting
1: that's how you know that you're in the right space because like you know, I get goosebumps mm, I'm getting goosebumps I, it, it's love there is a love there I feel physically different when I'm doing what I'm passionate about now being passionate about something feels like a buzzword mm. you know it's something you're supposed to say in a job interview where you're like I'm really passionate about customer service fuck off no one's passionate about customer service <laughs> You might be be the best customer service person ever. Nobody is passionate about customer service. That is bullshit. Good for you if you're good at it. Good for you if you love your job. You're not passionate about customer service. This is. When you don't know, you don't know that passion for your work until you feel it. Mm -hmm. And it jumps out at you and it will not let go. And that's how I knew. And I remember having this really scary feeling like i need to do this but i don't know how and i remember talking to to my partner and saying you know like i I even went for job interviews and stuff and i remember leaving the job interviews going i hope they don't call me Mm. and That idea, it felt so selfish because you know, I I need to contribute to my family and I want to be an active member of society and all of this kind of stuff. And but I spoke to my partner, I said, Look, I I need to give this a go. And it was terrifying for me. It was really terrifying, but I need to give this a go. And he said, Well, look, you know, we'll crunch some numbers and stuff. We'll give it six months, see if it's got legs. And I thought, six months. That's not, oh, mm. within those six months COVID happened. (laughs) I was like, anyway, the the six months went by and I said, six months has gone by. And he's like, yeah, but it's got legs. You can see it's got legs. I had clients. I wasn't going backwards. We hadn't invested more than I'd earned. Things were happening. And most importantly, I was frigging loving every minute of it. Mm, Yeah. Every moment the difference in a client from their first call when they're telling me how overwhelmed they were. Even to the end of the first call, like just like 30 minutes chatting to see if we're a good fit, you can feel the difference when they know that they are not alone and that there is a way out of this. And then when I get to work with... Yeah, right? I could not agree more.
0: I do see the same thing. You're right, even in that very first... Thirty-minute just conversation to see if we make a good fit. You can see their whole like relief and like relaxed now now that they have found someone who can who hears them, who sees them, and really has a way out for them or a way of being able to figure it all out. Oh yes, um, just to know that you're not going to be judged. To know that it's
1: okay that there were reasons that you got here, that you're not a bad person, that you're not disgusting, that whatever it might be, there are so many fears that come up from the state of one's home. Mm. So many fears, mostly comes down to some sort of judgment. And just making that first call or sending a message to ask for help or inquire about what that might involve is a huge step. It's a massive step for most people. And for me, being able to speak to them, be able to give them advice, see the change and hear the change in them right away. So it shows me I can help this person and I want to help this person. And I can see because I've seen my own journey and I've seen other clients and the ripple effects like you were talking about in your story last episode, these, these ripple effects, are so real and so valuable and, but they're tiny and you don't even notice Mm -hmm. them happening, but they happen and they can make such a big difference. And I'm at the point in my life now where I can't see any aspect of my life that has not been made better by decluttering. I can't see anywhere that I can't apply the knowledge that I've learned and that I've curated to help me in any area. Now, that doesn't mean I can like snap my fingers and everything's perfect, but it means I can process what I've got in front of me, any type of thing, emotions, mm. ideas, plans, physical stuff, finances, food, freaking anything. I have the tools I need to process it and
0: move forward. That there is transformational. That's that is, is powerful. Yeah. Not only. Like when we start, when I guess if I'm sitting back and I'm listening to you as a, as a viewer and, or a listener and I don't know the whole process and situation, when I used to hear the word declutter, and I'm sure many people do, mm-hmm. it's just about the physical stuff. Someone's going to come in and clean out my pantry and make it all look beautiful and shiny. But I love hearing that this is not just a me come in and tidy up your shelves kind of deal this is really a powerful tool that you can use in so many different parts of your life your physical your emotional your social your um what's the other one can't think what it is right now absolutely anything everything (laughs) all parts of you holistic is the word there love it do tell me more this is intriguing yeah so
1: well and that's why like i said earlier i kind of i mean i'm sure other people use similar phrasing i'm not saying i own the term decluttering and organizing coach but i picked that because when i was looking at doing this kind of work i looked into professional organizer and professional organizer is a legitimate job there excellent services out there i am a proud uh, professional member of the professional the institute of professional organizers the iopo there are professional organizers all over the country all over the world you can look them up and they will come to your house and help you with your clutter problems your organization problems so mm-hmm. many different areas there are niches in all sorts of aspects from you know working on uh filing systems in your computer to helping your parents move into a retirement village like there is a huge range of professional organizers out there and I couldn't find something that quite fit what I felt I wanted to do like I like doing as I said from the beginning I've loved doing the organizing thing but the way I organize my own home might not work for you because the way you live your life is going to be different than the way I live mine You know, the the stuff that you want to hold on to, it's your choice to make. I don't get to decide how many socks you should own. Mm -hmm. Why should I decide how you fold your socks? You know, none of that made sense to me. And I didn't want to just go into someone's house, make it look Pinterest perfect and leave you to it. That is an awesome service. And, you know, if that's what you want, that isn't. there are people who will do that and it's fantastic. But what I want is to help people with that, like you say, holistic, that whole transformation, because I want to show you that learning about your stuff, how you came to hold on to it, and why you're ready to let go of some of it or any of it, whatever, working through that process is what's going to have the lifelong changing effect. You know, I want to know that when I leave, you still have the tools you need to keep it that way and when life happens and the place suddenly looks like a dump because I don't know Christmas came and there's crap everywhere and there's too many things again and or you know somebody's been sick so housework fell by the wayside those things are not going to throw you off and mean that you know the whole plan has come unraveled and you have to start from scratch you have the tools and you know how to keep it forward
0: yeah Yeah. it's
1: amazing yeah that became coaching
0: yes it's having those tools and i love that you've talked about that because our both of our coaching kind of um backgrounds now and our roles that we have are about that aren't they it's not about us just going in and fixing the problem for you and then going there you go you're done happy days Mm -hmm. it's about empowering you with those tools and i do something very very similar like after three months I hope that you now have, like you do, the tools to be able to deal with whatever life throws at you, to to be able to come back to those tools time and time again, because you now know what works for you and what doesn't. And if you don't know, well, you can still recognize it anyway. So I love that that's that's something a little bit different about coaching isn't it when it's it's not therapy and it's not like counseling or going to the doctor it's a it's an opportunity to help you learn about yourself and how to be be you in your house and your thing so no one size fits all here yeah yeah
1: there's just not
0: yeah um Yeah. So
1: as things have evolved, I've gone from working in people's homes and I still work one on one in people's homes. I work side by side. I don't go in and do it for you. There have been occasions where I have very specific occasions and reasons, but for the most part, I work side by side, walking you through the process that is working for you. And if we're get partway through and it's just not clicking we try something else we make it work for you we're not going to change you to work for the system right Mm -hmm. yeah but then because COVID happened and I couldn't be in people's homes for a while that gave me the opportunity to start looking at the focus more on the coaching side than the physical side which is where as you can tell that's where my passion really is I love doing the physical but the transformation we see when we let The client do the work and we guide them it's huge
0: Mm.
1: so i started doing some online like um, presenting some online mini courses that kind of thing i was doing one-on-one zoom calls and coaching clients that way and then i started doing some short courses short group courses and they were so much fun and the transformation i saw in these small group courses i think i had eight to ten women um, on those depend I think I did it two or three times um, these four-week programs and it was so much fun I loved it so much and seeing the change in those women and even going back months later hearing them say that you know they, they're still applying what they learned I'm like that that's what I'm after yes. I want to know that it's still happening even after the project is done right So when I went earlier this year to relaunch and do another four-week program, I went, four weeks isn't enough. Mm. Four weeks isn't enough. Four weeks is like I was shoving so much information into those four weeks and like ramming it down their throats. And it's not enough time for people to process and really like suck the marrow out of that information so i decided to expand it and i was like well, it's going to be 12 weeks and then i kept i was playing with it i kept putting off launching because i really wanted to get this program right and i figured out that i wanted it to be not just the educational component i wanted them to have the opportunity to you know like the mastermind that that we've done like the mastermind that you're doing have that time to just be immersed with the other women who are going through the same thing so we have um group so it's become a membership and this all of these things have evolved to be my signature program which is called simplicity
0: i love it it's just so <laughs> simple really isn't it <laughs>
1: yes. and you wouldn't believe how freaking long it took me to come up with it
0: because <laughs> uh, there was a bit so too, much it was was too much clutter there was too much exactly I, had, nice. I was working too hard looking for it
1: and when that word came to me it was actually a, a beautiful friend who who we were in the middle of a conversation she just said it and I went oh my god how did that word not show up on any of my lists because for mm-hmm. me we always start with a goal in every program in every one-on-one we always start with a goal and for me my goal for myself has always been simple mm-hmm. my goal is simple simple is my goal how did that not come up for a name (laughs) (laughs) anyway it hit it's stuck i'm so happy with it and simplicity the membership is is we have a closed facebook group where all of the members can be completely um supported and open and i'm so grateful to these women who have been sharing so openly they all come with the idea that they need to declutter their home but they work through as we've been saying they work through the emotional side and we have a, a group live coaching call our simplicity sessions once a month and they come on zoom and we don't have a plan i don't come on with a script i show up at our allocated time have a bit of a chat and every single month something potent comes up that someone is going through and it's a lesson that everyone in the group learns something from. And it is so amazing. It is yeah. always so amazing. And I love those calls. And there have been times where I've had like a rough week or a hard day and I'm tired and I'm like, I just, I don't know if I can be my best self in this call. But as soon as one of these girls shows up, I'm like, here, here it is. This is why we're it is. here. This is, and it's beautiful. It and is. along it's- with that sort of mastermind aspect they get um, a unit of the educational component that I do. So there's a video and a workbook, about 20 minutes, give or take, of the the, video going through a particular part of my process in figuring out the strategies that will work for you. So Mm. we go through, you know, really nutting out your dreams, your goals and different methods that you can try to help you process things. the the important part there is that they're different because it's no good me saying, okay, now tip out your cutlery drawer. And I want you to put all of the knives together. That won't work for every person. The way you you need to do it, the speed at which you do it, um, how you make your decisions is going to be completely unique to you. And I've structured this program. I'm so, so proud of it. I love it so much. I've structured it so that it is, basically for anybody you can go back through the units and you will get something different out of it each time when i was running it as a short program i had people repeat it like they wanted to repeat it and everyone who did said they got something different out of it the second time so i i can't i can't stop smiling when i think about it (laughs) she can't she literally is She
0: literally has (laughs) the biggest biggest smile. smile It's got all the beautiful elements. It's got like it sounds to me like it's got like um, group support where you, you bounce ideas off of each other and you support one another and hold space for one another, celebrate and acknowledge and encourage, but it's also got that one-on-one aspect where you have that opportunity to pull out what is your unique needs and um desires and wishes so that you can really structure it to be just for the individual as well as having that support through your, um, you know, your modules and your learning things that you can come back to time and time again. And I love that. Like it's just like this beautiful whole holistic, here we go again, holistic little container where your gorgeous clients are getting so much support all over the place. I love it. Yeah.
1: And they get to do it in the way that works for them. So mm-hmm. like they can take just the audio of the videos and listen to it while they're doing something else.
0: Mm-hmm. If that's
1: what, like, that's how it works best for me. I learn really well listening to podcasts or audiobooks. and other people like to read it. They like to like print something out and highlight. So they've got that option. They've got the video where they can hear my voice and see the, the graphics and everything. And they can do it as soon as they get it they can do a little bit at a time everyone's at a different point in the course so there's no rush there's no pressure to finish in a particular time period it's a membership it's an ongoing so you can spend as much or as little time in this space as works for you Mm. if you do a month or two months and you're like actually I think I've got the hang of this now I'm all good and I want to go on my own that's totally fine there's no pressure to stick around but then there's other women who really value that ongoing support and the camaraderie and the community that we get from being around like-minded women and they'll keep going they will keep going as long as as long as it's available and my (laughs) my vision is that it will continue to be available and it will grow and I will keep adding units as new things come up for me and as I learn from these other women that what they need and what they want because you know like I said that this is this is the journey so far there's so much more there's
0: always more to learn ah couldn't agree more so much to learn so tell me Lauren it's a membership which means it's ongoing right so how do people get to join like uh, do you have sort of times in the year where it's open to join or can they join at any time how does it work
1: no um people can oh sorry i've got notifications popping up all over the place um no it is it is completely open anytime somebody wants to join they can there are links on my web page and all my socials but I do encourage um, anyone interested to contact me directly either via email or social media because it's nice to have a little bit of a chat and we'll do like a free Zoom call together to make sure that I'm offering what you want um, and to see how you fit in with everything. I'm not excluding anyone, but I want to make sure that uh, you know what you're getting, right? Mm-hmm. Um but there there are times that I do like little promotions or a bigger push to advertise again, that kind of thing. But it, the door is always open and that group is just so beautiful and welcoming. We've got so many different women from different backgrounds. It's a really a lovely place to be and Damn. I can't wait to
0: welcome more women in. Oh, I can't wait for more women to join your little um, posse of mm. decluttering and well-organized women. I think it's certainly oh. something. Oh, wait, but wait, there's more. Sorry, you just said that oh, I was like, no, they have a
1: name. I oh. call them my bugs. Oh, your bugs. I call them my bugs because very, very early on when I started to come up with the the um, group courses. I was, again, spending way too much time and effort coming up with names and I didn't end up using, I, I was I contemplated calling it the clutter cocoon <laughs> because I liked the idea that you would come into the cocoon a little, um, a, a little clutter bug and you would come out a declutterfly.
0: <laughs>
1: ah, nice. um, but it seemed a little cheesy
0: is good it
1: can be good but it wasn't it didn't speak to the the simple elegance that is my goal that is my Mm -hmm. life that is what I want and that's what I want to offer people so simplicity works a lot better (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I still see myself and all of the members as somewhere in the realm of a clutter bug Mm -hmm. in the cutest, nicest, most beautiful sense of the word, because clutter is part of life. There is no end. There is no, this is it. I'm done. I have zero clutter and everything's over. There are a few, very select few people in the world who have managed that, but it is still work. Those people still work to make sure that they don't go over that. You know? So there are, there are times where I'm like, there's too much here and I need to deal with this. And that's what the program is about. It's about learning how to deal with it and how to live with it in a way that works for you to reach your goals so that your home and your life and every aspect of it fit the way you want.
0: Yes got it right there nailed it I love that and it is a journey isn't it and like we mentioned before like this is where you're in at your journey so far there is so much more I am sure to come every time you learn something new you just want to be able to share it with your your beautiful declutter bugs and same with mine like I've self-development personal development is a journey it's never ending there's always another layer of that onion that we can peel away and uncover what's making us tick and how we can tick a little bit better I guess along in our lives to make life much more pleasant more enjoyable Lauren is there anything else that you wanted to share to finish off with No, I feel like this is a time that
1: I should have some wise words or finishing I I didn't plan anything.
0: No, well, (laughs) maybe you asked me a really good question at the end of my little spiel. I want to know if there was one piece of advice that you could give to someone who was looking at their clutter or wanting to get organised, what would be the one key thing parting wisdom that you could leave our viewer, our listeners i should say our listeners with that will help them on their journey
1: okay so if you feel like you're you're being overwhelmed um if clutter in any sense of the word is overwhelming you don't feel like you have to deal with it on your own very similar to your advice lisa get help mm. and if the help that you have it doesn't feel good then that's not the help you need. A lot of people will will seek help or be offered help by friends and family, and that is wonderful. But if they are making you feel uncomfortable, if they're pressuring you to make decisions that you don't like, or if they're making you feel judged, you know, if they're criticizing your decisions or if they're telling you how they would do it or how you should do it, if you're not feeling supported, then that is not support and you need to look for support elsewhere support looks different for everybody but ask for help and get the support that works for you now that might be wonderful friends and family it might be inspiration on the internet it might be one of the bazillion books about decluttering and organizing that are out there it could be some excellent podcasts that are available or it could be a professional organizer or a coach like myself and as as i've said There's my simplicity groups, pretty bloody awesome place to start. But (laughs) just ask, have a chat to someone, send me a message. If we're a good fit, we're a good fit. If we're not, we'll find you someone else. But get the support and don't feel like you just have to live with it and feel that heaviness because there is a way out and you deserve that.
0: You do. I think that is a perfect way to end our episode today. You deserve it. You, me, me. We all we all deserve whatever it is that we want, and um, we are entitled to it. So, thank you, friends, for joining us today. Thank you, Lauren, so much for sharing your journey of how you've got to be where you are today. I am super super excited for um, what's coming for coming ahead for you, and to see how the butterfly, clutterfly, how the clutterfly. <laughs> unfolds and spreads her wings it's been absolutely a treasurable moment for us today thank you so much and as always if you have any questions that you would like to ask lauren or myself about our journeys or even about how we can support you we love questions and catch up with us on our socials we'll leave all the links in the show notes so that you can find us and we'd love to chat so let us know what you'd like us to talk about all right, gorgeous people, thanks for joining us. I'm Lisa Blackham from um, The Good Girl Rebellion, and we have Lauren Windsor, who is our decluttering and organization coach. Thanks everyone for joining us.
1: Thanks everyone, thanks Lisa.
0: Bye. Bye.